My name's Katie. I'm Sam. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Two Ghouls Podcast. There is no way that I'm that drunk. That I'm so scared. Like, and I'm really high. That's bullshit. <laughs> oh, it's a me with the fucking flashlight! <laughs> and die. That's how you would die. Yeah, the worst ways, though. Really, Joey? Uh, but they only want to shove you if you give them permission. And his rib cage was protruding from his skin. Oh my god. I'm like, hey, freaking brother. <laughs> that little sucker sunk its fangs right into my hand here. Like, meow, meow, but. We're going to take a second to talk about today's sponsor, The Lesson Foundry. The Lesson Foundry is a 100% remote music lesson site. They have passionate and incredibly skilled teachers that provide classes for singing, flute, guitar, just to name a few. With all lessons being totally remote, this resource gives you the opportunity to maximize the time you have with your teachers during each lesson and less time commuting to your appointments. The Lesson Foundry is extremely easy to use and laid out in a very user-friendly format. You can see details about each and every teacher, including how many years of experience they have, degrees that they have in the field, and other related achievements. All lessons can be catered for you to learn exactly what you want and how you want to. Most half-hour sessions cost between $35 to $40 per week and signups are for one month. However, you can cancel it at any time. This is a perfect gift for yourself or for the music lover in your life. The Lesson Foundry has been kind enough to provide our listeners with an exclusive promo code for $25 off of your purchase of any lessons by using code 2GHOULS, 2GHOULS. Call 410-404-8226 to speak with a representative about the Lesson Foundry or click the link in the description below. Thank you, Lesson Foundry. Yellow! Hello. A full blown conversation while that was going on. Look who has entered the chat. Oh my god! It's oh my What the fuck is that? You already know. Y'all you know what? Dean has been telling me I want to buy you a fifteen dollar ring light, and I'm like, yeah, it's okay. I don't need it, bitch. I need it. Look at you my think- lighting. Mm. The one I got was like 15 bucks and it's got like a million settings. I think that's the one that he was talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to be like, mm, our anniversary Daddy, is in, our anniversary is in about two weeks. So mm. that'll be the one. Ring light. Yeah, well, welcome. Really? Really? They're stupid cheap. Yeah, you can get a base, like a cheap one for like 10 bucks. Good to know. Good, Good to, to know. know. Well, welcome back to the Two Ghouls Podcast, Hi. everyone. Joey, you need to get in screen. Nobody can see your beautiful Get in the face. frame. I know Joey hates being on camera. We know. We hate being <laughs> well, yeah, like my knees are in the bed oh, in your chair. Here. Let me I mean, scooch you, over. You move the camera. Scooch your booch, Caitlin. There you go. Uh, the camera that, moves. Sonny goes, there he is. There he is. <laughs> Sunny goes, there he is. There he is. There he is. Wow, Joey just did the Justin Bieber hair flip. I did haven't see seen it? one I know, of those since for no fucking reason. <laughs> no, there's no reason. It's not in your eyes. You're freaking well, if I pull fake. it down, it goes down to the tip of my nose. But it's curly. Oh, shit, they froze. Oh, shit, they froze, guys. Like what the hell was even that? What was that? <laughs> We said that at the same time. <laughs> what the, what the fuck? Even that? 
That was oh weird. <laughs> we said that at the Those exact bitches. same time. All right. Oh my god. Oh, you guys have your drinks. I have mine. We all have our sippy sips tonight. Tonight's gonna be a long one, guys. I would sit down. I'd grab a snack. I'd grab, you know, I don't know, some a popcorn, blankie, some popcorn, tea. <laughs> <laughs> a blankie. Uh, there. That was something else. Joey's asking me about oh. the comments. Oh. Well, Melissa says I got my boyfriend a nice one that's cheap. You need to read oh. it out loud. Melissa says I got my boyfriend a nice one that's cheap. I'll instant message the one I got him. Oh, thanks for being yeah, thanks, appreciate it. We appreciate you, girlfriend. We appreciate you, appreciate. guys. There's no promises. If I get belligerently drunk tonight, no, I I can't <laughs> apologize. I'm just gonna. Oh. All right, let's do it. Let's just let's just <laughs> call it what it is. Tonight's episode is going to be all about the fall wells. And if you yeah. haven't already, I highly recommend watching God Forbid on Hulu. Yes. If you guys want to have any idea what, what what the hell we're talking about, because I'm going to tell you about the time I was a Liberty University student. I was a Liberty University student for about three years of Litter my B. life. Litterby, the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> And I was a student during the time that this entire scandal was going on and had I no can't idea. Imagine. Oh yeah, I had no idea. I was I was blissfully unaware. I had no what? idea what was going on. None of the students knew what was going on. We all loved Jerry. Oh, if I was a student, I would have known because I was calling stuff so? out when I was That's there. Really? You think so? And I'm like, yeah. So we need <laughs> to explain a little bit of what we're talking about. We need to explain Liberty University. And we gotta actually let wait, hold on. <laughs> Do you want to do a couple of horoscopes? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're cutting in and out. I heard you say, yeah. What the fuck? Let's see. Let's do, let's do cancer. And we'll do Taurus. And I saw David said that he's a Pisces. And then Melissa's also a Taurus, and we could do Scorpio too. Perfecto. All right. So, Cancer, Taurus, Pisces, and Scorpio. All right. So, Cancer for today. Short visits in your neighborhood could catapult you into some negative situations. It's best to stay close to home if you can. An angry letter or call could put you in a shaky mood. This isn't a day to socialize. (laughs) Days like this are best spent keeping to yourself and throwing your energy into taking care of whatever you're working on. Huh. Hmm. I kind of kept to myself today. Joey was like, "Hmm." Um, Yes, because I've been working alone for like the past month so yes yeah it's just been we made. just marco polo all day while you're at work putting yeah. in plumbing <laughs> shit and caulking uh, just black <laughs> well and the house is empty nobody lives there so i love i love working alone in a vacant house because i can blast my music as loud as i and it's turned up that all nice. the way for like eight hours straight. or you can listen to the two Ghouls podcast which Yay! fun fact everybody is listening. in <laughs> fact joey actually does listen to the podcast while he's at work <laughs> supportive husband. danny danny was listening to it when he was working at um the firm or whatever yeah 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 He's, oh man, the boys are so great. They're the best. All right, let's read mine. Give me something here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see some spice. Money matters might take a turn for the worse today. Well, that's not a good way to start this <laughs> off. <laughs> Shit. 
Don't fly off the handle because of this. Use every bit of financial savvy that you have to put things straight. Try to remain calm and collected when dealing with stubborn people. Don't be drawn into arguments. You will be able to pull everything together again, but only by your ingenuity. But don't depend on others. Your ingenuity? That's what it said. But you want to know what? It, it kind of makes sense like with the financial aspect because Danny and I got into a really bad car crash. That's right, dude. Like so, two, three days ago. Yeah. Over the on weekend. The, yeah. We were um, literally driving to Katie and Joey's um, Halloween party Halloween on 95, going about 70 miles an hour, and we were in a five-car pileup. Yep. So uh, and we're just lucky that we walked away completely unharmed, but our car is totaled. So well, yeah. our van it's, is totaled. Thank God. We were, and I don't mean to start off on like a morbid thing, but it's like that could have been so bad. Oh, and my we God. Katie so... and Joey saw what the what the car looked like, and it's just, yeah. it, I don't oh know God. how we mm-hmm. walked away all right. The airbags deploy? No, but they should have. Ooh. They should have. Faye asked me that. She was like, did their airbags deploy? I was like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if it's because, like, we hit on the corner of the car, but with how fast we were going, because we were in the fast lane of 95, I don't know how any impact wouldn't have deployed the airbags. I don't get it. We would have been a lot more bruised up if the freaking airbags. Y'all would have gotten some broken noses if the bags That's what I said. That's what I said. I was like, we would have been walking away with (laughs) black eyes and and a broken nose and blood all over our clothes and stuff if our airbags would have deployed. And luckily, we were just kind of bruised up and sore. But yeah, the the horoscope makes a little bit of sense because of the money aspect. Yeah. Let's see. Pisces. So this is for David, but it's also for Danny, too. What the hell is going on? Hit 95 is a beast, says Melissa. Mm-hmm. I know. And okay? everyone on the East Coast knows. Oh, yeah, everybody knows, especially in our in the DMV. It's just oh my god, it's nightmare. horrible up where y'all live. It's, it's literally the worst traffic in the country. It's mm-hmm. been noted that it is the worst work commute in the country. I believe because it. of how bad the 95 is, anyways. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Pisces, this is for David and for Danny. Electrical or plumbing problems with your house might come up. God damn it. What the hell? (laughs) It says call a professional. (laughs) (laughs) Don't try to fix it yourself because you could make it worse. This is spot on, Danny. Friends might want to visit, but tell them to wait until another day. Discussions could quickly deteriorate into arguments today. This is a great way to work quietly alone on whatever interests you the most. Hmm. Everybody's in my solitude. (laughs) (laughs) And they're living pepper steppers. All right, let's see. Pepper steppers, unless they don't have the tassies. tassies Oh, yeah, that's true. All right, and then I'm going to end on Scorpio for my mom. And I think Susan said that she's also a Scorpio. Yeah. That's my wife's domain. She fixes everything. Wow, everybody's popping up in the chat. That's okay, Susan. We're about to do your uh, your horoscope right now. All right, Scorpio. If a friend or acquaintance gives you advice about money or investments today, don't take it. Huh. To follow this unknowledgeable person's lead might prove to be disastrous. Participation in group activities also isn't advisable. They could get out of hand, and you could find. You could find end up 
what the hell? You <laughs> yes. could end up in the middle of an angry crowd. This is a great day to stay at home. Work on your own project. These are all very like, just be by yourself. They're like, just be by yourself today. It's the only thing that's going to keep you out of trouble. What do you have? Some carpenter's sense. candy. Some carpenter's candy. What the, what the hell is carpenter's what the hell is candy? Even that? <laughs> what the hell is even that? <laughs> oh. Oh. <You're> so dumb. <laughs> I thought it was like a fucking <laughs> brand of candy. It's like just big Tic Tacs. <laughs> I got the super size Tic Tacs. Nah, it's Tylenol. God. That's what I'm going to start calling, calling Tylenol. No. Mommy's mommy's Tic Tacs. No, I had a, uh, a, <laughs> a smushed finger at work today. So oh. Do show us. I want them to There's see your really finger. Well, didn't it look all crooked? What'd you do I mean, it's it? not. I mean, they were always a little bit out of whack because I've broken <laughs> like eight of them. You're out of whack. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say I'd say the pointer finger's probably up to like a size 14 or so ring we size. We joke by now. that his fucking Jesus. fingers are so meaty and so big that oh my well, god. And doing trade work, a lot of people don't think about it, but your knuckles get swollen and super big because yeah. of like the cartilage buildup, the amount of injuries and you know dings to your hands. Yeah, yeah. I think my wedding ring isn't anything crazy. It's like a twelve and a half or something, mm-hmm. which is a pretty. That is a pretty big he ring size. Fucked but, up fingers. But now, Danny's about a finger. ten and a half, and he's got huh? he got Danny's about a ten and a half on his on his ring finger. He's got sausage fingers. Damn, Joey. <laughs> yeah, and my my twelve and a half ring won't even go halfway down my pointer fingers. So oh, God, my my fingers are jacked up. <laughs> Poor thing. They're Do you gonna, remember that picture from Spongebob where he like lifts up his yeah, hands? And that's going like, to be all... me. <laughs> <when I'm>... <laughs> <laughs> they're like all bent in this band. That's going to be me in three years. <laughs> I just thought about like Talladega Nights where he's like do, trying to do like the, yeah, the like, interview and he's like <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> it's like just put them by yourself. <laughs> and he pushes his hands down and then just slowly I miss being pregnant. I used to just put them on my belly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not really. I don't miss being pregnant. Yeah. Neither do I. Anyway, we got a topic. <laughs> Anyways, what are we talking about today? Anyways, we're going to be talking about Jerry Falwell, and we're going to be talk talking about... about how I was a student there during the scandal, how I was fooled by it, what the Liberty Way entails. We're going to be reading about the yeah. Liberty Way, which y'all are going to flip. Them potatoes. Uh, if y'all good. think, and I'm going to tell you this when we get to it. Y'all think Liberty Way is bad? Look at Pensacola College. Pensacola Ooh. Baptist College in Florida. Oh, yeah. Is, you cannot walk on the All same right, so, sidewalk. So, that kind of so conservative. Pen- the Pensacola College we're talking about literally makes Liberty University seem like it's a rave party or something. Well, <laughs> like, not joking. Like, but like terrifying. Oh, it's awful. Awesome. No, like. Your music has to be on an approved list. It can only you um, can't even listen to Chris Tomlin. You can't like listen to like you know Christian rock bands or rap. Uh, no, it's got to be him. No mercy me for you. No, no, no you get no. kicked what out. What the hell? No. You get kicked out. Isn't that crazy? And boys walk on one sidewalk, girls walk on the other. Yeah, everything there is you know this is the boy sidewalk, the girl sidewalk, the boy building, the girl building. It yeah, it's very Duggar esque in their way that they made the Sounds house. Like it. You know what I'm talking about? If you guys yeah, can they they make the Duggars look like Ozzy Osbourne? I know it is pretty bad, <laughs> but anyway, Liberty is definitely on the list in terms of 
crazy codes of conduct and college. Oh, yeah, they're top three. Definitely top three. So we'll get through that eventually today, yeah. but I'll go and we're going to also talk about everything that happened in the documentary leading up to the political mess. Now we're going to do probably do a separate episode with the political, all that mess. Yeah. We'll do that. I don't know when, but if you guys are interested next enough, month. yeah, maybe next month, if you guys are interested enough, we can do that. But cool. it's something that we prefer to stay away from a little bit, but yeah, um, we, ha- we have we have our own opinions and we can understand that especially when it comes to our podcast we're very lighthearted and we're funny yeah. and we mm-hmm. laugh and we joke mm-hmm. um and when it comes to political stuff you know you might not agree with us and you might not want to listen to a podcast about political stuff so we figured that yeah if we did talk about the political stuff we were going to make it into completely separate episodes so that people could just choose whether to listen to it or not but today in this part Uh, We're just going to be avoiding the political topics and just talking about Jerry Falwell, the sex scandal, and Liberty University. Believe me, there's still plenty of juicy info. Just oh, absolutely. You better sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. He's crazy tonight, and we're juicier than. Never mind. I. I Oh my God, Joey. I'm about to really dive in here. You know, kind of like the pool boy did. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I made a pun in one of the on one of the Instagram posts. Oh like, my god, you oh, were like, yeah. yeah. I saw that and I laughed out <laughs> loud. I was like, oh my god, Katie, this is bad. <laughs> but I mean, it's not you being bad. Oh. Not you being bad. That was, that was a, a perfect. Oh, party foul. <laughs> no, it's an empty cup. It's just the Chuck E. Cheese straw is top heavy. It's a party foul. <laughs> He's not top heavy. You leave him alone. He's a nice man. He's top heavy. He's got a dumper on him. <laughs> We're going to have to go on it and show them your old that? house on Zillow where you that? literally have a picture of him from like 2008. That's oh how the freaking straw is. It was, anyway. It was close to 10 years old then. (laughs) I digress. I digress. Listen, guys, tonight's going to be super conversational. There's really, (laughs) there's no. I got that thing when I had dial up. (laughs) 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 Um, It's going to be super conversational and we're going to just kind of go off script today. So if that's not your thing, that's cool. You know, I would say maybe go to next week's episode, but get the fuck out of here, you know. (laughs) Get the, Get the hell, out, hell of out of here. Oh my God, we said that at the Get same the time. We're on one tonight, dude. <laughs> We're on one. All right. If descriptive supposedly true stories centering around gory real life topics, paranormal encounters, and or anything surrounding extremely descriptive true narratives involving terror, murders, sexual interactions, mental health, anything violent or potentially cruel in nature uh, or is potentially triggering for you, then this podcast is not for you. You've been warned. I just burped in the middle of that. I fixed Beautiful. it. Delicious. Okay, I have to say something. For the last however many episodes that I've read those trigger warnings, the end of it was really, really rude. And like, was mean. It wasn't rude. It wasn't a complete sentence. It says, or potentially cruel in nature. We suggest that you get the fuck we out. We suggest that you get g- GTFO, which is cool, but like, I don't know. Explain to her the way that you explained it to me, because I realized I said if descriptive, supposedly true stories, basically. Well, it was like if A, B, and C get out. It wasn't like if A, B, and C bother you. It just said oh. if A, B, and C get out. <laughs> I, 
We've been doing that for five episodes and I've never realized that. Well, and I told Katie about it and she was like, oh, how long has it been like that? I was like, oh, I meant to tell you that like the first episode, but I forgot. Literally, (laughs) that has been the trigger warning from the first episode. Yeah, when I proofread the first one, I was like, oh yeah, I got to tell her about that. And 55 (laughs) episodes later. I'm sorry, guys. Apology for me. I apologize for being like, CFO, if if ghost, fuck off. <laughs> it, I was like, Katie, you realize this isn't even a complete sentence. You're like she's like, like what? if blew out. If I'm you're like, blue, out, like, what out? <laughs> murder, mystery, get out. Makeup. It was like if violence, murder, get out. I was like, Katie, this isn't a complete sentence. You know that, right? I didn't even realize. It's because it's so fucking Whoopsie. long. But anyway, yeah, that's, I just had to share that. I, I like, never realized it either. <laughs> Whoopsie. Whoopsie. All right. So. Moment of silence for... for Mike uh, Lucy. No. What? For the Mego that died. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Take off. That was so sad. Yep. gone. Yep. R.I.P. I could go. I love that ramp, song that was like in the kitchen, wrist twisting like a stir fry. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. Classic. Yeah, the Popeye song. Yes, the Popeye song. He says, "Beep beep beep in the kitchen like Popeye, Popeye," and he goes, "Popeye." <laughs> <laughs> I always sing that to Popeye. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we're like, Man, what do what do? <laughs> my like, Valentino. He was only like thirty six. <laughs> I will wow wow wow. This is a fucking mess. <laughs> it feels y'all are y'all are literally on Marco with us. This is literally yeah, this our is, Marco this Polo. This is what our daily FaceTime consists of. We're on something called Marco Polo. If you don't have it, highly recommend getting it if you want to get closer to your friends because it's literally FaceTime. It's super awkward for the first week. Super awkward first week because you're like videotaping yourself, but your friends can either watch it live or watch it later. And that is so fun because you're constantly being forced to FaceTime your friends. Marco Polo needs to sponsor us. Yes. I need Marco Polo Plus for free for the rest of my life, bitch. Give us that plus pass, bitch. Whoever the fucking created Marco Polo. Yeah, the awkwardness goes away after like a week. Yeah. And then for, you guys are gonna love it. I, don't know, I still feel terribly awkward sending stuff on there. Well, nobody That's even sends. I, I don't even it, send my face in there. I just do the voicemail. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, you yeah, guys see his face? Me. This is very rare. <laughs> yeah, we literally we talk every single day, but we very rarely see Joey's face because he's like, I don't like seeing myself on camera. He'll intentionally point the camera away from him. Yeah. <laughs> Susan, oh, Pensacola. Oh, fuck, you're freezing up again. Really? Yeah. What did you... (laughs) (laughs) I think it's it's coming back. Did you... What did you say? You were talking about Susan's comment. Yeah, she was like, the Pensacola fact is particularly creepy. Uh, Well, I mean, it's... I would like uh, to know more. And I we mean, can look into that too. I mean, not surprising the rules. Yeah, for sure. Their rules, so, will, their rules will make you literally L O L. L O L. O O L. All right. All right. Take it away, Katie. I'm going to read to you now. Look up a picture of Jerry Fall. 
here for me, Samuel. Okay. I need to see a picture of Eddie Jeffrey. I mean, not Jeffrey. Eddie <laughs> Jeffrey. Jeffrey. We don't like Jeffrey and Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, we don't like James. <laughs> He's not cool. Or do you want me to look up senior or junior? Senior first. Okay. Let's see senior. senior. I want you guys to understand that what we're going to be talking about today was a dynasty. It was a Christian Camelot, if I could ex- best explain it. You remember how John Kennedy had America in the palm of his hand? Mm-hmm. Well, Jerry Falwell. Is are you telling Luke to watch the episode? I'm telling Luke that we're doing the Liberty. Oh, he needs to watch this episode. Oh no, where'd Sam go? Sam <gasps> just fucking disappeared. Um, before like, while I, she comes okay. back, I'm gonna explain a little bit more about what I'm saying. So you know how Jerry, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Kennedy had America in the palm of his hand, and it was like Camelot. And remember the time that Camelot just fell to shambles, and uh, there's Sam. And you remember how? It's okay. Uh, you remember how? Um. America was in the palm of the Kennedy's hands, right? Well, that's how Jerry Falwell has conservative Christians and basically your daily evangelical ones as well in the palm of his hand. Let me see him. Let's see a little picture of a little pick. A little pick, pick, pick. Here's Jerry Falwell Sr. So super cute old man at first, but bitch, listen. Listen to this shit. Listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. So, as a televangelist, I'm going to read to you a little bit about, hold on a second, I lost that, lost it, Jerry Falwell, he was a televangelist, he was a pastor in Lynchburg, Virginia, he opened up two schools, one of them was the online, or the, uh, the academy, and then, of course, Liberty University in 1971. The worst of the two Lynchburgs. The cool one is Lynchburg, Tennessee, where they founded Jack Daniels. Yes, not that Lynchburg. <laughs> Lynchburg, Virginia, oh, where I have Luke just some of the laughing emoji. Oh goodness. So do you want to tell them a little bit about what Lynchburg is to us? A cult. No. <laughs> so, all right. I guess I'll go back. I'll go back a little bit. I'll go back a little bit. Follow me on this journey, okay? So I went to Liberty University the years of 2015. I came home in 2016 at some point, took a couple of months off and went back and fit and got my third, third year with them in 2017. So I were really in the thick of it because Uh, the scandal uh came out in 2016. Yes, it wow. started in 2012 and it ended in 2018. Am I right on that? I think Holy I am. Shit. I'm not sure. But it was in the throes of everything going on. And when I tell you, we adored President Jerry Falwell Jr. Oh, like we loved him. Every time he would walk out on stage, everyone in the Coliseum would be like, Jerry. The only, the only thing I can compare it to is if like you were at I don't, I don't, like a Walmart or the mall or something. And like Adam Sandler just popped up. You'd be like, whoa, it's Adam. Oh, he was great. Everyone loved him. Like it was weird. He was a legitimate celebrity at that camp. Yep. You, like you would have just walking around like every kid. They're just talking about Falwell. Like they're smiling. They're laughing. Like, yeah. Oh man, I saw him the other day. I got to see him this Or time. I ran into like, him, you know, at the grocery store. Like everyone loved Jerry Falwell insane. Jr. Yes. But, you know, coming from his dad, who obviously was like 
God, I don't know, the king of a dynasty in a sense, yeah, of the Christian sure. dynasty and all that he had brought about for the Christian, uh, the Christian community, I guess is what I'm trying to say. The across Southern the country Baptist community across the country was um, like, it's insane how much influence he has had on even today's modern culture and Christianity. But he was extremely, uh, actually, no, I'm, I'm going into it a little bit too quickly. <laughs> Basically, Jerry Falwell Jr. So this son, we're going to call him Jerry Jr. And we're just going to I'll show a picture of him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Show a picture of him. Sorry, you guys are just going to have to follow along with us. This is a live podcast, so we're kind of mixed up all over. Jerry Falwell Jr. is the one who we're going to be talking mostly about. But to talk about Jr., we have to talk about Senior at least a little bit. Yes, we do. So this is the person that we're going to be talking about in in more detail. Oh, my God. We loved him so much. So when this came out, it, like, shook the world and i think i'm gonna wait to talk about my experience at liberty i'm gonna just get into everything the meat of the document of the documentary and uh and i've got some notes too because i I got some opinion go off of your notes and then we'll just go from there okay so i'm gonna talk about it just like true crime Yeah, Um, yeah so what happened was there was a young man named um Juan Carlo. Mm-hmm. And this was in Florida. And I believe it was around the Miami area. He was working at a, I don't know, it, it seems like a hotel or like a resort called Fontainebleau. Mm-hmm. Like you have to say it with a French accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was 20 years old. And so he was working as a pool boy. He was fixing chairs, fixing umbrellas, folding towels, you know, um, I guess probably taking drink orders, whatever, around the pool at this resort. And one day, you know, like he's flirting with these younger women more Mm -hmm. close to his age. And then he sees this older woman in her mid 40s. But I mean to him that's somebody who's double his age more than double his age and she's like taking pictures of him and eyeballing him first of all creepy taking pictures yes that that's what freaked me out i know buy a beer for himself yeah i know yes Mm -hmm. oh my god can't buy a pack of cigarettes in virginia yeah exactly he's getting head on freaking miss fall was like Miss Falwell, we call her mm. Becky. That's I Becky. Becky I with the good it was hair. Becky, but I want to misspeak. <laughs> you misspoke. <laughs> Misspoken. <laughs> so he ends up going up to her, and she's like, "Don't even bother with those little girls. They don't know what they're doing." Smoothest what? line I've ever heard. Oh, don't waste your time with the younger ones. <laughs> They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. That is like the smoothest fucking move. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta give it to her. That's a good one. That's and good one. so, so and that went into that immediately led to being like, "You want to come back to my hotel room?" And they're yeah. like sitting there having a conversation, and she's mm-hmm. like, "You want to come back to my hotel room?" And he's like, "Hell yeah, I want to come back to your hotel room." And she's like, "Well, there's only one thing. My husband wants to watch." Mm-hmm okay becky all right oh shit you're frozen again i'm just gonna keep talking till you unfreeze if you can hear me uh thanks susan so she's like my husband wants to watch it's like oh shit all right becky 
okay, I see you. And I guess, I guess Juan Carlos was okay with it because he did. He went back to the hotel room and he said, you're coming back. It's, it's, it's working its way. But he said that when they got back to the hotel room, one of the things that she said was one of the only things is we can't go all the way only oral. And he's like, okay. So he is having relations with Becky in this hotel room. Oh, Katie left. She's probably trying to get her Wi-Fi working. She's having relationships. Uh, he's having relations with Becky in this hotel room. All the while, Jerry Falwell Jr., her husband, is in the corner of the room jerking off. But also still trying to stay in the shadows. Oh. I think you're muted. Oh, oh no. You're good. You're good. good. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's coming back. Can you're you good. So, anyways. All the while, Jerry Falwell Jr. is literally jerking off in the corner. Watching his wife have sexual relations with another man. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, and he's like trying to stay in the shadows, trying to stay kind of hidden and just be like in the background. Do you want to do you want to keep going or do you want me to keep going? Or do you want to bring you can keep going? Place? I don't really have much to say about that because oh, it feels like we're still in the middle of the story. Well, we no, just no, no, got no, to the no, point no. where he's uh no. yanking his crank. I want to really reiterate that people are probably going to come for me and think that, what did Luke just say? Mm-hmm. He sent you a long text message. Um, so I really want to reiterate that we are not cuck shaming. No, not at, at all. all. But no, you're going to be the president of the largest Christian university in the world. You cannot be a cuck. That you're is not practicing what upon. you preach. You're not practicing what you preach. No, Luke, Luke brought up a good point, okay. but I don't want to put him on blast. Don't. We'll talk don't. About that's later. not fair. Don't. No, it was a good. It wasn't a bad message, but I don't want to, you know, bring him in here. If he's, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. right. But yeah, so yeah. we're not shaming cucks. I mean, we're yeah. not shaming anyone sexually. No, we're, we're not. Shaming. As long as it's with uh-uh. consensual adults exactly nicely adults so so with that being said i don't really have anything to say about the the rest of it okay but well see the thing is is that i wanted to make note that like it's it was kind of weird how it started out and it's like yeah we can't go all the way but then after that like weekend or whatever that they had when they first met Jerry somehow found Juan Carlos email and emailed him pictures from the weekend of him and Becky and him and Jerry and was like, Becky wanted you to have these. It's like, bitch, how the fuck did you find Uh me? But then they like started talking and shit. And so then they're, they were going on another like long weekend and he's, and so they're, they're having this emotional relationship. He's having this emotional relationship with Becky. They're talking, they're texting all the time. Within three weeks, she said, I love you to him. Mm. And then they go to this resort for the weekend with their children. Weird. Yes. They're almost like, adult children at this point. Oh, yeah. They're, they're grown. They were older teenagers. Yeah. But they brought their boy toy with them on a family vacation. Yes. 
Bro, that was what got me was when Weird. the documentary went into being like, oh, yeah, I started hanging out with the kids. Which is essentially yeah. like, Weird. hey, you look like you don't have anything to do. Play with my dildo. Because either way, it's a sex toy that their right. kids are playing with. <laughs> Joey, oh, my God. Well, yeah, And it's but- just like, yeah, I'm like hanging out with you. But also at the same Maybe. time, I'm probably going to go fuck your mom later. Like, right. it's just weird. It's, it's a weird, weird dynamic. Too weird. And the worst part was I... they were, one of them was this. Ah, you cut out again. Oh, it's cutting out. God damn it. David said, right. It's the hypocrisy. That's exactly what it is. It's not the, oh, it's coming back now. Your internet, I think, is just going in and out. But it took my hot. I'm trying to hear if her sound's going to come back because it's, it sounds like it's starting to come back, but can you hear us? I can, but it's still kind of like going in and out. Are you serious? It's like, it goes through these waves where it like cuts out and then it starts to come back in and then it's fine. All while speaking out against the queer community for fornication and acting all self-righteous. Woo, David, we'll probably get into that part in the part two of this that we're going to do maybe next month. Um, We're just trying to, while I don't believe that the LGBT community is uh, political, um, it's part of the political part of this story. Oh, you're back now, Katie. Hi, I'm back. Yay. So is the sound working? I just wanted to, I don't know if you want me to keep going about the story and then start getting into the business aspect of it. Keep going. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. This is my like very loose true crime. This is just for me watching some. Well, I appreciate it. It helps me stay on track and I'm just talking. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to keep myself on track. It's hard not to ramble. Like I'm just talking to my friends and try to keep it concise. I know, I know. There is. It is so much. And I had no idea. I just get all riled up about this stuff. Oh, no. Yeah. Us too, David. We were talking about this earlier. And I went on probably a 10-minute rant with Katie on Marco about the whole thing. Um, we just want to make sure that we're keeping the political parts separate yeah. so that people can choose whether or not they want to listen to that part. But we'll, we will talk about that at some point. So what ends up happening is... They're having relations with each other. They're my biggest issue with this whole thing is that it was made out to be like Juan Carlo was just in a cuckold situation. You know what I yeah. mean? Where he's having sex with somebody and their husband is watching. But it was more perfectly fine. But it was complete. It was totally more than that. He got blindsided into an unconsensual polyamorous relationship, which I just find wrong. I just mm-hmm. find it wrong. The, it, there was no warning about how attached from is what it seems like that Becky was going to get to this man. Yes. <clears throat> and then it was like, he couldn't get out of it. So literally I think it was within <sighs> less than a year of them having this dynamic, this relationship, whatever they decided that the Falwells decided that they were going to help Juan Carlo with a business venture and getting into the real estate Mm -hmm. um, 
sector and they were going to assist him in purchasing a property that he wouldn't have to put any money up for. He would just manage it. These people bought him a $4.25 million building for him to manage and make into a business. Now, I know that Juan Carlo had a friend named Tito Fernandez. That's who his friend was. And Tito's dad, Jesus, was a real estate broker. So when they were in the talks of getting into the real estate sector and getting into that market to get Juan Carlo like a foot in that door, he went to Jesus Fernandez to get some assistance with like finding a piece of property. Yeah. And getting all of that stuff figured out. And so then he went to the Fallwells and was like, hey, listen, Jesus found this place. This is the one that I think would be a good look. And they said, yep, okay, $4.25 million. Here you go. So now not only are they in a sexual relationship that is being put under the – it's being hidden. It's behind closed doors. Now they're also in a business relationship on a multi-million dollar – building Mm -hmm. do you think that it was in not necessarily intentional do you think it was Uh, on purpose that absolutely absolutely it's a fucking power play my thought yeah that's my thought (laughs) i don't think that it came up as just like a oh well maybe you guys could you know go into business that no jerry and becky totally were predators and thought oh yeah yeah I just, and they I groomed him. They yeah. groomed him. And he fell right into it because he's just a 20-year-old guy. I remember exactly. he just gotten out of a large depressive episode. He was ready to go and get into the business world. Like, he was a young guy looking to grow up and, you know, yeah. make something of himself. And they, they saw That's, that. Yeah. yeah. They used his wow. young 20-year-old horny brain against yeah. him. And they were like, yes, that's exactly what we want to use you for. But also, we're big people in power. And yes. we have a lot of money and a lot of influence. And we want to wow. make sure that this shit is kept under wraps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have to make sure that we have something of serious value to hang over your head. Yes. Totally. 100%. Weird. On purpose. Yeah. Oh, gives me chills. So what ends up happening is Jesus and Tito, they help with the real estate aspect to find the building. And I don't know if they did. They got a commission from doing that for mm-hmm. Juan Carlo and the far, the Fallwells. They got a commission from doing that. Um, but it seems like Juan Carlo may have told Tito, his friend, about what was going on between him and Becky. And that Jerry was there. And I believe sent him pictures also of certain situations. So what ended up happening was, I don't know if Tito and Jesus kind of figured out exactly who Jerry was and how much money he had, how much power he had. But when they kind of, figured out the stuff about what was going on sexually between the three people they were like oh we gonna make some money off of this that's exactly what they said yep they turned around and they filed a lawsuit Mm -hmm. and what they were requesting was to get um 50 percent of juan carlos equity stake and revenue from this hostel is what they called it 
So I'm assuming it's like a hotel or something. Yeah, yeah. They wanted 50 percent <clears throat> of whatever Guancala uh, was making off of this building, which is a really steep ass. That's not something that you normally hear of when it comes to lawsuits like this. It, I mean, just off the bat, it looked like blackmail just based off of what they were requesting. But they knew, everybody knew that Tito had pictures and information about Mm -hmm. what was going on between the three of them. And they didn't want that shit to come out. So when they did the meeting with the attorneys to try and settle the lawsuit, they agreed to the terms that they originally asked for. They were like, if you want 50%, you can have 50%. Shut the fuck up, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't good enough. They were like, well, actually... What we want is millions of dollars and we want it up front. And if you don't give it to us, essentially, we're going to leak all of this information. And so the Falwells, I guess at this point, kind of started panicking because Mm -hmm. obviously this isn't information that you would want to come out. Like even if you weren't the president of the largest Christian university in the world, You don't necessarily want your personal business out there for the world to see. Right. So Jerry Falwell Jr. had connections with Donald Trump, who also had connections with Michael Cohen. Yes. And so what they did was bring in Michael Cohen to meet with Tito and Jesus Fernandez, and I'm assuming they're attorneys. And then all of a sudden, it's quiet. You hear nothing, Mm -hmm. nothing about it. Mm -hmm. My question is, how did it all come out? Right. I I got to that part in the documentary, um, but I got I got right to the beginning of it. So I'm so if you want to like tell me how it all actually came out, I don't. Hmm? I also wasn't. um... I don't know the final step before it came out yeah it was like i, I don't think it was said uh, it, it did end up coming out it was like oh there was a guy who was doing a documentary about donald trump and he oh. was trying to get all of the connections with the, i guess it was right when donald trump became president right around that time or right before the time that he was running yeah yeah mm-hmm. he was doing a documentary i i completely forgot about this part this is why i normally have pages and pages of notes um he was doing a documentary about trump and trying to get into his personal relationships to try and mm-hmm. get some information on trump because he was making a documentary which led him to michael cohen and he had a recorded phone call of him talking to michael cohen about the whole Jerry Falwell situation. Mm. And uh, they played it in the documentary as well. And he was just like, yeah, well, you know, like um, I helped them with that and I made all of that go away. And Michael Cohen actually sent this guy, one of the pictures from the whole thing with Becky. (laughs) And Ah. I think that, I think that might've been when it um, came to the surface. Like publicly. Do you remember? Um, it was but right before that had happened, Michael Cohen apparently looked at Giancarlo 
and noticed that he was just kind of hanging out with the Falwells. And he were mm-hmm. I and Giancarlo was like, he knows. He yep. knows that something's going on. You could see it in his eye. He knew. <laughs> which, TikTok, so. Yeah, he knows. You know? <laughs> he knows, he knows, he knows, he knows. <laughs> He um he knew he knew that something oh, he yeah. was like you are not supposed to be here like something isn't adding up and then he real I think he realized oh that's what's going on no that's the thing that it's insane that they kept bringing Giancarlo around well, Liberty like he was weird their buddy they were trying to get that. him a job there they wanted him to work yeah. there they wanted him to come there like hmm, no well, it's one of those things, you know partially you know hiding uh, what is the term uh, I can't think of it you know the hiding in plain, plain sight. sight hiding in plain yeah. sight and two it's all he's not almost there is a god complex around him at that school so oh yeah we're like oh questioning god third, yeah a third party hanging out with the fall i was like oh he must be a family friend or he must be you know a business partner. a friend of the kids because like, he was the yeah. same age you know? literally the same age nobody <laughs> questioned he sat in convocation yeah. inside of that giant arena with 10 to twelve thousand students and you know i wonder i wonder if part of the kink with them is specifically that totally. bringing somebody in yeah. and around totally. in your public yeah, yeah, yeah. personal totally. circles and yeah, being yeah. like nobody knows that i'm gonna it's fuck the this guy fear later of getting caught and they say that at one point in the documentary they were like you know he might think it's crazy that they were bringing him around everyone but that was a part of the kink and i'm like oh my god you're right yeah which wasn't it i know but it's still like <laughs> oh yeah no it just it gives me so many chills because this guy he was we we treated him like he was literally like jesus or something he was yeah. untouchable he was he was sanctified he was pure he was the son of the largest evangelical person in the in the known world in the world and yeah, yeah. and Everyone just assumed that he would follow suit, you know, but no, no, Jerry saw an opportunity where he was in power and he could utilize that power to get exactly what he sinfully wanted. And there's nothing wrong with wanting what he wanted. However, if you're going to be the president of the largest Christian university, you are held to a certain standard. Practice what you preach. But it, the also the other concerning part is the consistent power play throughout the yes. entire relationship which is wrong the it's total wrong. knowledge of doing it <laughs> yeah. while knowing that you can do it is just i don't know that's just fucked up. and Rich. and like even juan carlos said he was like you know jerry told me on his 600 acre ranch he was like you know I, I'm just glad that I know exactly who it is that she's fucking because, you know, if she ever decided to leave me, if she ever decided to run away, if she ever decided to divorce me, I know who she'd be going with and I would probably have her killed. That he is what Jerry that. Falwell he Jr. said. He a gun in his hand, bro. He just got done shooting targets. He said that with in a gun in his hand. Insane. And, and because of his connections... Guancarlo believed that. Understandably, yes. I would too. And oh, it's absolutely. just like, what have I they even had enough power 
oh yeah, they could have anybody shut down. Like they just did it with, um, you know, they, if they know Michael Cohen, definitely they can get anything shut down. He literally said he was like, I, at that point, I took that as a serious threat because of the connections that they have, that the Falwells have. Mm-hmm. They could make me disappear and never be seen again in the snap of a finger. And that is yeah. terrifying knowing that at the beginning of all of this, it was an innocent, horny 20-year-old boy. Yep. And then he's in a situation where he could literally just poof. Yep. And I don't doubt it for a second. I don't even doubt that <clears throat> that they would consider it, that they would do it in a heartbeat if if he genuinely did something that Jerry didn't like. It makes you wonder, do you think they've done it before? That too. I wondered too. There ain't no fucking way that this is the first pool boy. Where's the other pool boy? Where's the previous pool boy? Right. Because there's no way that this was it. There's no way that this is their only escapade. No, No, there's no way. People on their, you know, a hundreds of millions. What else would they do with them? They need them to shut up. Money. They have hundreds. Oh, but hundreds, money can't make everything. Uh, silent. Money makes a whole lot of people. Shut I think up. it would be. I think <laughs> maybe oh, it for a, a while. A cool million. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I wouldn't shut up for a million. Shoot, 50, I don't think I would maybe. either. Be like, shoot, I would you go. Bluffing. To, I'd go <laughs> you bluffing. I go for one point five. <laughs> I a hot Gatorade and a handshake. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> that's what he says. Oh my That's God. what I appreciate about it's you, about Katie's. Joey Let it That's just my take. Yeah. Well, but you know, I don't know. Anyway, so I was just curious. I was like, do you think they've done this to anyone else? Because uh, I don't uh, know. Banged other. I people, wouldn't yeah. kill people to keep them quiet. I doubt it. They, I mean, it's just like a you know unrelatable amount of money. It's something that. But it's. You can't really relate to how much money they have. Like, right. you know, if they go, yeah. I mean, think about it. A pool boy, you know, at least where we live, that's a minimum wage job. If right. you offered a 20 year old that's making, you know, 10 bucks an hour, a million dollars, it'd be like, oh, heck yeah, I'll be yeah. quiet. And I'll, but at this yeah. point, he had already raked in over oh, a million yeah. dollars because yeah. of his business ventures. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm, I'm just speaking to the speculation because Katie was like, well, what if he had other people? I'm like, I think oh. it's just, uh, oh. you know, poor broke kids that are easily hushed. Mm. And, oh. you know, with the proper legal paperwork, you can keep them quiet for that million dollars That's or whatever. You're like, no, you signed a contract for this. Fair. You signed an NDA for this. So. Yeah, you signed an NDA. I mean, because if they're going after a 20 year old, you have to assume that they're going after, mm-hmm. you know, the vulnerable minds, the people that don't know any better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 100%. I don't, yeah, I don't think they need to kill anybody. I think that's extreme. I think it's as simple as let's I go think Jerry said it, let it come out of his mouth better. very easily. That's very. the concerning part. That's, that's the part that's where it's what like, I'm, saying. I'm like, no, nah, he's the part done where this it's before. like, <laughs> exactly. You've done this before, haven't You've you? Because he's before. just like, I would just oh hire somebody to fucking kill her. Like what? Oh my God. All right. So the next thing I wanted to discuss before we go on to the rest, did you have more notes? 
On anything- oh, the only other thing that I had in my notes, which after that I'll probably I'll probably head out just because I okay. can hear one of the babies crying. Um, okay. and then and then Katie and Joey are going to go on and they're going to I guess talk about their um their experiences at Liberty University and firsthand. Yeah, yeah. Reminds me of Scientology. That's what my mom just said. Oh, yeah. I have been saying the same. Very similar. Thing. It's freaky. The more you get into it, the more you're yep. like, wow, this is a cult. <laughs> the only Sorry. other thing that I wanted to touch on is the fact that when Jerry and Becky first met and got together, Becky was 13 and Jerry was 18. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? Two things. First of all, that's gross. Second of all, that's probably the reason. And I'm not trying to dissect anything here, but listen, follow me. That's nope, probably I the already reason agree. why she wants to have <laughs> why she wants to have a sexual relationship with a younger man while mm-hmm. she is in power. You know, she has the she not the right, but she has the ability to do that. She has the ability to basically play Barbie dolls while she's 50 years old and Jerry gives that to her. But she didn't get to have that when she was 13 going on, yeah. you know, with an 18-year-old. I that mean, was and taken she from her lrh took notes from the fundies that she melissa's talking about l ron hubbard which is the creator of dianetics and scientology so that's that's what they're talking about but yeah spot on um yeah also yes mom because she was 13 so um yeah i don't i don't want to necessarily put that comment up on the screen just because the r word yeah but what I was going to say was in the documentary, they talk about how Becky was like, I had the most boring wedding. There was no dancing. There was no alcohol. It wasn't fun. It was just like, well, this is what you have to do basically. Yes. So it's like, she didn't even get to live out her early twenties before yeah. she's forced into a marriage, not necessarily forced because I do think that they love each other. Mm-hmm. And I think, they they have a connection with each other at least emotionally mm, wink wink yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah oh yeah but she didn't get that because she got married to somebody who's part of a dynasty and has an expectation placed on their shoulders so it's he was already grown by the time that they met and then mm-hmm. by the time that they're married it's okay, you need to have kids to continue the dynasty and bye, honey, I'm off to work to run a multi-million dollar business. It's not even just yes. a school. It's a business. Yes. They like to be like, oh, it's, it's a, a non-profit. Oh, no, it's yes. a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multi-billion dollar. It oh, yeah. Probably. Uh, revenue in 2016 was 1.8 billion per year. Whoa. Wow! So you have to assume it's That's probably around three billion now. And the campus, right. gorgeous, beautiful campus. Oh, I mean, yeah. it is nothing to sneeze at. It's around. gorgeous. There's so many Crazy. amenities for the students. There's so many. It, 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 Joey and I were talking about how being in convocation, I mean, which is the assembly, and it is <laughs> the largest Christian gathering in the world that meets weekly, once three times a week. Anyway, it is the very, it is very motivating to sit there and listen to the, the, to the services that they have for the students. I mean, the student, the, the campus and the school itself is fabulous. I think that it's great. I'm not a fan of, you know, spreading 
conservative well, Baptist yeah, you're views. About the materialist things but the material nice, side but the of everything. You need to yeah. The ideology yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the when you had sent me a Marco and you were like <clears throat> looking back on this, because there is there in the documentary, there is a compilation of several, several conservative political figures that are at liberty and talking about their political views mm-hmm. at what's supposed to be co- convocation. And you're, they're talking at students the, about their political views, not necessarily about the, the religious views that maybe Absolutely. these kids are there for. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't want to dive too far into it, but I just oh, wanted to so say that I could have not to, I can't but, imagine that you watching that back and seeing that compilation of all of these conservative, really famous yes. political figures and the yes. things that they were saying at yes. Liberty while you were there. And you're like, yes, holy shit. Yes. Holy Dude, shit. The amount of times that we got in the news, like trending on Twitter was unbelievable like every other day we'd be like oh great jerry did something to get us in the news again the things that they say in convocation a lot of times are so controversial like we had we had a bunch of people come in that weren't even necessarily conservative christian but they were blatantly against everything that we believed in as christians but were there politically and they would read to us all of their ideas and all of their uh I don't know, opinions on things and preaching it to us as if we were in church for like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's what convocation yeah. was like. And in a way, it's almost like indoctrinating people to believe that. That's what they said of, in the in, in the yes, documentary. Too. And that's it's what, literally that's what John Carlos said. He was like, this is kind of like indoctrination. It 1,010% is. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I'm really proud of you, Katie. Seeing that kind of really put things into perspective to me as to like the things that you've been breaking down and the things that you've been working through with just finding yourself. And I was like, whoa, okay, that just gave me an insight as to like what actually it was that Katie was was in. so real. And that's that's totally the opposite of who you are. Oh my God. I know things are diff- different now, obviously, but going back and seeing a lot of like, they, they played the convocation <clears throat> fucking like trailer that we watched yeah. before. And it gave me goosebumps because I was like, I would sit there wide eyed and bushy tailed, ready to listen. And I had my notebooks. You can ask my friends. We all brought our notebooks to convocation to write down what they were talking about. It was a way of pushing their ideas down our throats. And when I say they, I mean like Jerry Falwell and the crew, they believed one thing and they would invite Mm -hmm. certain people that believed those (laughs) things and then would preach it to the rest of us as if it were gospel. We trust as if it was the part of the religion. Yes. We trusted him. You wouldn't believe the things that we had come in. And obviously it wasn't always, I mean, like we had Bernie Sanders come in and I think that they did. I, they did. They, and obviously, you know, they don't. Uh, the conservative Christians of the Liberty University are not fans yeah, they had of, of they had all kinds of political figures well, in there. A lot of people just don't realize Liberty is just 
uh, another political landmark to check off. It's like, oh, let's yes. go there and advertise. Yes. Because between... Get into it. Get into what? the part where they're talking about how Jerry has... Bas- well, and it's a, it's true that he has... I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. Just talk. Never mind. I didn't know what you're talking about. I was going to no, go on this whole big was, thing. Uh, no, it's just an obvious <laughs> political landmark because... Yeah statistically for what 70 to 80 years we you know re- yeah 70 to 80 percent of religious people vote conservative yeah yep. so it's like oh yeah well i gotta go here because you know these are my people so you know this is the biggest demographic for me mm-hmm. which is why it was you know eventually just used as a political pedestal and that's what i wanted to touch but, on with jerry and sorry if you have to go i'm sorry we're just like rambling. yeah i'm actually i'm gonna head out but i mean this yeah. conversation has been great and i yeah. will i will also watch the rest of it thank, thank you. you guys for listening to me doing ramble. The, doing the notes and the research and everything that really helped me stay on track yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was a little hard for me, but uh, it's okay. You know, we're in the, we're all yeah, in this together. together. That's what we're here for. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Bye. I love you guys. Thank I love you. you. And I'll I'll be here and I'll be listening too. Stay tuned. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Guys. Okay. So whoa, why is it so zoomed in? Is there any way that I can fix that? There's so what I was going to get into was we said that it's another political landmark. Okay, well, Jerry Falwell <sighs> Jr. and Sr., since President Reagan, have had a significant pull in the Republican since vote. Well, it was said, it's confirmed just, since Reagan, because Reagan and, and, and Jerry Falwell. Did you know that Jerry Falwell had quite a pull in Roe versus Wade, what too? I'm, yeah, what, what, I'm, what I was trying to say is it's not a unique to liberty thing. No, it's not. Conservatives are always, not always, the vast majority of conservatives are always religious. Right. Like, this is not, I don't think in but, any way this was just a liberty Jerry- state. It's just their demographic, so that's who. Well, it's gotten to be the point where it's like, oh my god, they're going to ruin the world, like you just said, because it is the majority. (laughs) I'm trying to keep myself on track here, so Uh, yeah, I'm getting so ahead of myself. This is why I said, Sam, thank God you wrote notes because I'm like, like they said, they're going to ruin, or like you said, they're going to ruin the world because there's so much, there's so much (laughs) fucking influence in 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 that in that school and i know that you said like oh that's just another landmark well whether they like it or not they have a lot of pull on people's decisions in the conservative yeah, that, that's christian what I, that's what i said and that's where church and state start to meet because it's like wait a minute why are we as christians it's a private university it's not you're public. not listening to me separation of church and state is public and that's like, no, no, no. That's what I'm getting private. into. That's what I'm getting into. I'm not talking about the Christian. I'm not talking about the school specifically. I'm talking about the influence that Jerry Falwell and the Falwell, you know, gang have on political stuff. Which I'm not really going to get into it that much because I can feel it getting deeper. I think we're getting we're breaching that term, which is why I'm trying to just shut stuff down. Because I think that oh, without gotcha. a full blown episode, it just seems like from both of us are comments or views are going to make zero sense or going to sound nonsensical unless there's a full-blown explanation and long episode behind it not in an 
in a bad way. But, yeah. You know, if this is the episode of this, and we make, you know, five comments about that, then it's just out of place and, you know, no yeah. time to explain yourself, therefore, it seems like a thoughtless thought. It's hard not to get um, into the politics of things because a lot of it had a lot to do with politics. Well, I mean, there's still way more about the non-politics, like the non-political stuff. I mean, this whole Giancarlo thing went on for eight years. Eight years. And I did want to say, but I didn't want to cut Sam off while she was talking. I think it was 4.85, not 4.25 million. Because I remember saying to you the other night when we were watching, I was like, that's almost $5 million. Mm-hmm. Um, You're talking about the hostel or whatever. The, the liquor store. The liquor yeah, store. The hostel was a different company. Oh, gotcha. And the... I'll pass on that. I don't, oh, really? I don't, well, I don't want to go down like a... Tangent, know, minute I know. Tangent or sound like... Well... Let's yeah. let's dial it back a little bit. Let's go back to what I originally wanted to discuss, which was when I was there going to school and you visited a couple times, going into convocation, seeing what it was like. You went to Wednesday night worship with me. Mm-hmm. I was there from 2016 to late 2017, early 2018, I think. And I obviously that was when everything was going on, had no idea. I still blindly believed in God at that point. I still blindly believed everything that was being told to me at Liberty University. Everything that I was learning was indoctrinated with the word of God. Like every single thing that I had going for me in my life was Christian based. And I believed it to the point where that's why the religious trauma starts to really begin to hurt because I believed it with every fiber of my being. And um, as that's the one thing I wanted to say before I got into anything else was that I feel so offended by this happening when it did because I believed it so wholeheartedly. It was that devastating for me to learn that Jerry Falwell wasn't this like great Christian guy or, you know, someone that I could look up to. I felt I felt like I was betrayed in a way. And I felt like the school. I don't know. if How do you think the school handled it? Do you think they handled it well? How else do you handle Paying him to stop working there or to resign. I'm sorry. And then they turned around and sued him. Well, it's not paying him to stop working. It's paying because him not being there is a breach of contract, which then entitles him to sue them. Because, you know, they had a legal contract. So if they breached that contract by saying, you got to get out of here. Well, now he has 100% capability of taking them to court for breach of contract and suing them for whatever he wants. Right. Okay. I mean, I'm not, I don't, I'm not defending any of this in this, you know, defending any of this. And it sounds like I am with some of my remarks, but I just want to say, I think it's important to look at it objectively. And I know that when it's close to home, it's easy to just be like, well, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. But it's this like, is why well, it hurts. Gotta, you yeah. know, look at it objectively. Like they paid it's so hard. <laughs> because they knew if he breached contract, he would have grounds to sue them, mm-hmm. which he then did. He did sue them for breach of contract, which is what they were trying to avoid. Like, you know, my remarks about this that don't, you know, that might seem like I'm defending somebody is just because I'm, looking at it objectively and being like, well, you know, it 
definitely could be perceived this way, but from an outsider looking in, you know, some of these things probably, you know, like the lawsuit thing, you know, Liberty, I forget how much they tried to give them. And then right, you know, they give him the money and right after that he turns around and sues them for breach yeah. of contract, then they sue him. I mean, it's you know, which is you know, that point I was trying to make. I'm trying to make I feel like I'm over explaining now. No, but, it makes sense. I know that you're trying to look at it objectively. But, I'm very emotional about yeah, it. I know since you know you spent years there, mm-hmm. you know, were invested, believed physically, emotionally, trusted. religiously. It was it's my life. Gonna seem <laughs> You know, at this point, it's going to seem like everything that ever happened there was an attack on you because personal. Which it's not on a personal level. I'm just it does a little bit. I know it's not to me personally, obviously, but I I do I do. It's hard to look at this objectively. But also, you know, like the political figures going to Liberty to speak, that's common at big colleges like University of Richmond, Miami, wherever. Yeah. Why did I not know that? Well, I guess people, I did in a sort of way. It's the people that are very young, registering to vote. Right. So they're impressionable minds. So that happens at colleges worldwide. That's a normal thing. I mean, uh, the vast majority of the influx of politicians trying to you know, get support at Liberty are conservative because That's what I was 70 to 80% of Christian people vote Republican. So it's like you know, why not go to your base demographic? You're right. Yeah, that's like if you need a carpenter, you call it, a carpenter. It is, you it don't feels, call the plumber, you call the carpenter. It fix, feels, you know. it feels like snaky. You know what I mean? It does. I know that it's well, something it's, that you need to look at objectively. Well, it's shooting fish in a barrel. That's why it seems snaky. Because it does. It's like, it's it, like it, you guys know. You know like the free, you know, shooting fish in a barrel. It's like, well, I know that right off the bat, before I say anything, I got 70% of this audience's vote. All I got to do is convinced 30%. That's it. So, yeah, I mean, it was shooting fish in a barrel. And, and it is, it's insane the difference that conservative Christianity has on these votes. Like, the, the amount of people that consider themselves to be conservative Christians and vote Republican or whatever, there's a massive pull. Well, there always has been. Ever has since it? There was part, yes. Ever since there was a Christian America. Well, yeah, because, you know, that one side identifies with a lot of things that Christianity believes in, you know, just like but there's, the religious look, groups are the first ones to shoot down abortion. This is, and that's, you know, not a conservative talking point. So, yeah, I mean, it's this is not the point that I'm trying to make is that remember in 2016 when we were all like, oh, my God, it's either Hillary or Donald Trump. Like, what are we going to do? Everybody was freaking out. Everybody was like, what do we do? At least from where I was sitting at college, I didn't really have a political opinion at that point because I was so young. But I can remember people that were very invested in politics that I would consider to be conservative Christians or whatever. They were like, oh, my God, Donald Trump or Hillary? Like, Donald Trump is a really shitty person. I can't believe he's running for Republican. And then Jerry Falwell endorsed him. Jerry Falwell was the one that was backing him up. He was going to be bored. Yeah, just like they have with many, many conservative nominees. I, that's what I'm trying I to say. I think it's so like, shady. That's what I'm saying. This isn't like some it feels... crazy thing. This is just what politics but the largest relationship that they've you, christian there. university in the Pro-Lo. world the president of that university 
yeah. is endorsing Donald Trump. Yes. And that's snaky. I don't I don't know. I'm not a fan. Again, if they're conservative, for the most part, they're gonna endorse anybody conservative because that's seventy to eighty percent of their crowd right there. Right off the bat with no convincing. Hmm. It's just I don't know. I mean it does. It, it feels like shooting fish in a barrel, like, like exactly about, what you said. You know, him coming to, you know, Republican figures, conservative figures talking at the college and whatnot. I mean, where are you going to talk to a place where 70% of people like you or to a place <laughs> where 30% of people like you? Well, tell it's me like, this. Well, you've already won half the battle, right? This here. is where the disappointment. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's the logic that always has been the relationship between politics and religion. Okay. Well, then let me explain this other side of it that kind of makes me wonder. Jerry Falwell very much so was trying to advocate for him in the sense that he's he's just like my father. He's probably one of the most godly men that I've ever met. You know, I don't see him doing anything bad for this country. He's well, a yeah, great that's... businessman. He's a great man of God. And everyone was like, no, he's not. He was the admin of the moral majority in the 80s. Yes, I was going to get into the moral majority. I was going to read y'all the rest of the. the uh, oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Um, I just, I don't know. It just feels like he kept trying well, to paint him out to be this person that we were supposed to believe. Him, have to, if you're endorsing, that means you're committing to try and. And he sure did. Oh, he committed. He just was like, known to come in and save the day whenever he got is, in a big, you know, in a, in a more trouble. The same thing for Reagan and Bush. And I, that's, that's what, they, if you're endorsing it, you're going to talk whatever crap you can to convince people that they're a good person or you should vote for them. Well, then it gets um, into the yeah, Roe David, v. Wade. That's all thanks to Pope. Um, yeah, but again, I'm trying to be objective. Well, I am being objective <laughs> about it, and it's coming off as being defensive, but I can assure you it's not. I'm just saying this is not a unique to this one situation thing. This all right. is the history of you know conservatives and religious groups. It's just that's where it starts to get into like the why can't we have separation of church and state if literally Christian beliefs has a pull on our votes, has a pull on the Republican vote. The separation of church and state is to keep it out of public schools. Really? Liberty is a private school. Okay, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, I'm getting into politics, so I'm just yeah. going to stop. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to stop. Said, yeah, it kind of gets into some tricky territory. Where, yes, and you guys obviously can saying, probably tell still, our opinions, but still, we like you know, to not. a lot not... more to be said about, mm -hmm. you know, the scandalous stuff, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. over the eight years that Homeboy was their little sex toy, he profited allegedly approximately two million dollars over the course of eight years, just pure cash. Um, I mean, it, yeah, I think that I, and my opinion on it, I think that uh, Becky and Falwell. Both have a kink. I think it's well, obviously they do. Uh, Jerry, he's a guy that's always in the public spotlight, in the limelight. So behind closed doors, he doesn't want to do that anymore. He wants his power taken, which is why he's you know being a cuck or whatever. 
I think it's the opposite for Becky. I think she's living in her husband's shadow. So she's like, Aww, yeah. oh, I'm going to put up some real estate. I'm going to give Which, this dude cash. Like, I'm using my power to keep this kid around. Well, remember? I think they both have a power dynamic. King, and I think, you know, Falwell wants to you know, step back in the shadows. And Becky Falwell wants to come out of the shadows. Yeah. Because... I never even knew who Becky was, but you couldn't walk a hundred yards at Liberty without knowing who Jerry is. Right, right. I think um, kink makes sense. It's totally about yeah, yeah. The kink um, is cool. Whatever, I get it. If anything, like I know we don't have to go on and say that. It's like I totally understand. Yeah. But it's this is where I'm talking about the emotional side of it. Really does come out anyway, whether you want it to or not, because it's. Mm, well, yeah. You know, like I, well, I understand, That's I I understand that you I can that look any, at it objectively, but like it did feel like a personal well, attack on I the students. Earlier, anything that comes out about it is gonna feel like a personal. It does. Attack it's but sad. I was not there, therefore, I'm looking at it from the outside, looking in. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you know there's tons of crap they did, but then there's also a couple, a couple things here and there that it's like, eh, actually, that's not that crazy. Yeah. A couple things. Not yeah. Saying that, you know everything they did was all hunky dory. No, 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 no. But, uh, and we can get into you. Someone else. Feels it. Yeah, exactly. Which read that that's... again. <laughs> okay. They're just hypocrites and use someone else to fulfill their sexual Which, desires. You know, if that's your kink. Who cares? That's between you, the partner and whoever else involves, but you can't make a life off of trying to alter children's minds, turning sex into a taboo thing that can only be done this one way between this one person. That's where senior would be rolling over in his grave. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. I wish I could show you guys. I wish there was a compilation on YouTube of the things that senior has said. But he's totally. Oh, I'm sure there is. I mean, it I tried looking it up before the show because I was like, oh, I gotta show him. I gotta show him. Yeah, you just got, got, go. But I uh, wanted to at least read to them what the the moral majority was. Yeah, I mean, it's the issue here is definitely he's profited millions and millions and millions off of preaching something that he refuses to do himself. He's, I mean, he's made a multi-million dollar fortune off of hypocrisy at the end of the day. It's insane. It's so, I, I feel uh, so hurt. Gay, but I'm going to let my wife bang a bunch of pool dudes. It or hurts. The heck. Yeah. And he, oh my God, it's he like, would say if, things like, gay, we're going to shoot gonna blah, blah, all blah. the, remember when he said that about Muslims? He was like, I would, you know, remember what he said? He was like, I would shoot them before they got the chance to come in here and hurt the students or something like that. Like the one thing I have in my back pocket would make them run or something like that. And I remember being like, why did you say Allegedly. that? I think if you're gonna... No, he no, said that. That's not his quote. If you're going to use a quote, I think you should put it in there because I can get with a okay, crazy fair. quote like that. If you say one word wrong, then, you know, it's. He did look it up. Guarantee no, no, no. it. He said it. Well, I'm saying, yeah, that's where you should be like, insert a clip here. And yeah. Him, because if you speak up, like, then it just, you know. So uh, he, he uh, said some stuff about that group of people, definitely. Um, yeah. I don't know. It seemed He's... like if you weren't a 
straight American, you were uh, starting off on a bad foot with the Falwells. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, the, the comment you're referring to, yeah, this talk, it, I don't remember the exact comment. So, yeah, that he did. Well, yeah, I know he said something along, but what I'm saying is if I don't know word for word, then I'm not going to say it. I know it was definitely anti-Semitic. It was against the Muslim, something to the extent of a gun and Muslim <coughs> people. I don't remember the exact mm-hmm. quote, so I don't want to quote because I don't want to, you know, yeah, go down that territory. That's fair. You can see we're like deep, 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 teetering on the edge here, but um, so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about Senior. <laughs> I bet Senior had plenty of his own secrets. Oh, uh, I bet you he did. Well, can you imagine? Well, you know, he was since, the largest pastor in the world from a at that time. Standpoint. Everyone loved Jerry Falwell. Majority of your kinks are inherited. Oh my God. So. Anyway, that's the most disturbing fact I've ever heard. Ice man back in the (laughs) twenties. Okay. Let me get on to the moral majority and then I'm going to wrap it up with some Jerry Falwell facts. So the moral majority American political organization that was founded in 1979, that's eight years after Liberty University was uh, built by Jerry Falwell. He was a religious leader and a televangelist to advance conservative social values. Although it disbanded in 1989, the moral majority helped to establish the religious right as a force in American politics. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. He had such a pull in the political party. And he kept saying, like, well, I don't want to involve myself in politics. No, we're on the I same don't want to. Uh, I, I oh. think it seems like we're not because I'm trying to, you know, make sure we're crossing our T's. Dot I know. And that's hard to do. And be but objectifying. But this no, is why I told Sam, I was like, page. I'm glad you brought the notes because I am like sweating bullets talking about this. But the moral majority was formed in response to the social and cultural transformations that occurred in the United States in the 1960s and the 70s. Christian fundamentalists were alarmed by a number of developments that, in their view, threatened to undermine the country's traditional moral values. These included the civil rights movement, the women's movement, the gay rights movement, the relatively permissive sexual morality prevalent among for young people, and the teaching of evolution. Furthermore, they opposed the U.S. Supreme Court rulings that banned institutionally initiated group prayer and Bible reading in public schools. And that affirmed the legal right to abortion. Roe v. Wade. So they tell you everything that they've had a hand in, which is just all of those are jaw-dropping. If there's a uppercase R beside a talking point, then they had a a hand in it somewhere. I'm <sighs> telling you, this is how it is. If it's Republican, you got the big names like the Falwells behind it. If it's, yeah, I mean, this, yeah, it's not some things they happen to be part. No, this is their relationship with politics. This is religion. It's so disturbing. This, Why? Um, they're Why? trying to make a Christian America. Because, they're forcing their ideas onto to us. Percent of that base is who they're talking. You know, is people that are like are people that are like minded to them. So you know, shooting fish in a barrel again. Right. It's easy 
Just say you're against. Read it out loud. Do you say you're against? Quote directly from the movie is easier to say you're against murdering babies and against abortion than to say that you don't want your kids riding the bus with a little black girl. I remember that. Yes, I remember. I'm sorry. Can you read it? Yeah, see, and this exactly right here is what I was trying to say about the Muslim comment. Like, I think so, the comments in that thing are so extreme, unless you have like okay, an, an actual clip or an actual quote. And that is still, it's insane. territory to talk about when you got, you know, some of the most powerful people in yeah. America behind it. So it's like, you know, yeah, if it's a quote, if you find that quote on that, yeah, make a TikTok or reel out of it so people know. But I, that's some dangerous territory to. Do you think I should edit out what I said? No. Oh, really? Okay. No, it's, I'm just trying to nip it in the bud before it turns into an hour of, well, he might, or I think he said this, or yeah. well, he might, because that is a allegedly, potentially, hypothetically <laughs> dangerous Fair. group of people. All right. Well, listen to this. Against the backdrop, Falwell established the moral majority, which he described as pro-family and pro-American. It advanced conservative social values, notably opposing abortion, pornography, the ERA, and gay rights. In addition, the organization supported increased defense spending, a strong anti-communist foreign policy, and continued American support for Israel. The organization energized the religious right, though some opposed its inclusion of Catholics, Mormons, and Jews. It quickly grew to several million members. The moral majority's activities included voter registration, lobbying, and fundraising. Its impact on American politics was almost immediately as it was credited with helping Republican Ronald Reagan win the presidential election in 1980, just like I told you guys. See, that's what I was referencing earlier. It was like, this is not a new thing. This is... That's crazy. (laughs) That's how it should be. It wasn't like that before, though. What was that? Well, you gotta think. I mean, it wasn't like that because well actually I don't want to speak because I don't know seniors uh, history I was gonna I was this is going, who I've been talking about senior. I was going to say you know they didn't start endorsing until Reagan because liberty wasn't a thing until you know Reagan was relevant but I don't want to say that because I don't know how relevant Falwell senior was and you know Very. who he could have you know blah, 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 endorsed or not endorsed or whatever he, what, that's what I'm talking yeah, about no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can see what you're saying. Sterry Lehman Falwell Sr., born August 11, 1933, in Lynchburg, Virginia, uh, American religious reader, leader, televangelist, and founder of the Moral Majority, a political organization for the promotion of conservative social values. I already read that. This is the part I want y'all to listen to. Okay. Although his grandfather and father were atheists, Falwell accepted Jesus Christ in 1952, perhaps through the influence of his mother, a devout Christian. Now, listen, somebody and I read, I read a, or listened to a podcast semi recently about someone's theories on the Falwell, like what he was really doing. Apparently, in the Lynchburg area, he was known to be like a horrible troublemaker, like was not a good kid growing up, and um, a lot of people like just Falwell Junior. Falwell Senior. Oh. 
And um, there's actually like a whole thing about his brother shooting his other brother and someone died. Like it's they have a very crazy past and um, not saying that he's not a great businessman or anything. But from what I've heard, he wasn't a great kid growing up. And then all of a sudden he saw all of this power that he could have in Christianity or whatever or in the church because he liked to watch pastors they said that it was maybe because he was power hungry that he started going after like all of this. Thing, you join religion with good intention and like you see the mega It doesn't seem like, like that Whoa, though. From mean, how shady they've like, been. Do you, okay, blah, so blah, you blah. think senior was think, like I'm totally down for this. People are in religion and then they're like but it's pure bigotry to be like, oh, I don't believe that a man and a man should be together. I don't believe a woman and a woman should be together. That's not the way God be. That's just you because you don't like that. Well, yeah. That's like yeah. you can't just force that on everybody being no, like, well, no, that's what I have an issue with. I'm yeah. like, you can't just sit here and be like, well, he literally said and bitch, I'm going to look it up right now. Jerry Falwell. So I'm not speaking out of place senior 9-11 and i know that this is kind of breaching the political thing watch this or listen to this video the reverend jerry falwell and pat robertson set off a minor explosion of their own when they asserted on u.s television that an angry god had allowed the terrorists to succeed in their deadly mission because the united states had become a quote, nation of abortion, homosexuality, secular schools and courts and the American Civil Liberties Union. Yeah, again, he literally it, said 9-11 happened because of how well, yeah, unmoral again, America is. Looking at it immoral. That wasn't a Falwell statement. That was a Christianity statement. I, mean, I heard the same thing in my church. Like, I'm, which is... Which but- it started with Jerry Falwell. There's a culture sounding church where Jerry Falwell is at the head, dude. He's the one who started this. This yeah, is why I'm talking about him. The, what the 60s or so? Yeah, this is going on longer than the 60s. Falwell, terrible dude, but he was not the inventor of all these. You know, to me, I, the, I who else? Uh, who else? Uh, the people before him, the religious leaders before him, but not not in this manner, not in this w- explosive way. Using religion to push political views ever since religion was a thing. No, I guess you're not getting what I'm saying. I don't know. I feel like we're not on the same page right now. But anyway, I'll 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 stop going on that tangent. I just wanted to read that part real quick. No, I was yeah, you know, I was told the same thing in my church oh well you know god let this happen because of blah 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 i'm not saying that that you know no but, that doesn't excuse for uh, no it is still a hyper wrong statement he okay. is 110 in the wrong but i'm saying that's not his statement and that's not whatever that's just that was the dynamic of religion when that happened i heard the same thing in my church probably heard it yes but like it started to become a thing where he had to go on tv and be like i think that america should be xyz and if you're a republican then you believe that gay marriage is wrong and it's like well why can't i just be a republican that believes that gay marriage is cool like why is it that i have to be in one exclusive did do you get what i'm saying Oh, that whole brings in the whole. Yes, we gotta stop talking about politics. I know. Politics. I'm sorry. Another thing, the whole 
issue between 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 bipartisan (laughs) politics um but yeah i mean yeah my church did not like falwell really they thought it was bad to be a televangelist (gasps) they thought any you weren't allowed to ask for charity or something no they did not like him at all and had the exact same views that's what i'm saying it's this is not, you know, Falwell culture. This is. It feels like it. Religious. To me, it was. To this me, is, it was culture. From my perspective, this is just religious culture. That's why Falwell Jr. is out of the picture and it's still the same ideas being peddled. I mean, it's it's just how it is. I, it feels personal because you knew Falwell. Not, you know, knew Okay, him, but this is a new perspective. It feels personal because how prevalent he was in your life, but coming from somebody that was still in religion, but from a church that didn't even like the guy that couldn't stand that hated him. It was still the same ideas. Like, yeah, that guy is horrendous. Anyways, X, Y, Z, and say the exact same thing. Mm. I mean, this is not, you know, Falwell didn't invent this. He is. I know he didn't invent it. I just feel like he pushed, it more and uses his power and knows that it's wrong and still does it i'm saying he is not the machine he is one of many cogs in a machine but he's a painful cog i don't want him in there get out of here he's a big cog yeah he's literally a clog in a cog like i can't yes he is, he is, he is like one of those splinters that you'll get in your skin and it like, you can't tell where it is. Cause it's so minuscule. He's like that, like those, that kind of pain. I think he's a lot more than minuscule. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I meant like, it's so annoying, but you can't see it. Do you know what I'm saying? Those are the worst. He's the worst. He's a little worse than a splinter. He's the worst. Okay. He's a big log. My brother got a really big splinter one time <laughs> right here. He is the Amazon, not a log. He is the Amazon <laughs> in my arm. The Amazon uh, Oh, I got a splinter. Yes. Try me nuts. That's what I told you before this episode. But I feel like we've talked about that way more than we have the scandal. I think the scandal we got. Yeah, 15, 20 minutes on. I keep uploading his thing. Um, yeah. So. I think you talk more about the power dynamics, what they held over, who's headed, um, the effect of his family, things like that. Because we are on a completely side topic. <laughs> well, go on. I'm listening. I'm- well, you watched the full documentary, right? I watched all but the last 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you thinking? To think about, uh, the documentary. Yeah. I know because we were getting on about senior. Maybe we should make this a part two or something. Well, it's hard this is getting That's, so tricky. Well, this is you know, what Katie and I talked about on the phone today. I was like, it's going to be hard to touch this with a 10 foot pole without doing, you know, oh, this is a five part episode because it is not a simple thing. No, it it's is. not very complex so with that being said i will say go watch god forbid on hulu tell us what yeah, you think watch the god forbid documentary it's pretty good it is like an hour 53 minutes yes. long or something. it's a long it's a it's it's very well done yeah. uh billy 
foreman, the producers. It's very, very beautiful. You've done, in my opinion. And I, I know a little about videos, so I appreciate it. It's been on memories. And you did. Like, oh. no, our internet went out. Did you guys hear us? Just thinking about um, Billy Corbin's. So much about that documentary was anytime Giancarlo was speaking, then they would have the actor speaking from you know the nose down and have the actor yes, the like, and then yeah, okay, so like they would mouth the words that the that the people in you were saying, and it would just throw you off. It was. It was just like a close-up of like, you just know, the mouth. from here to They got really good actors, though. They look just like them. It's like, it's just, I just want to see the interview. I know. It's distracting. No. It's super close-up of an actor's mouth. <laughs> yeah, that was the only one that I was like, what are you doing? Do you remember this, this song well, they played over there when she was, um, where they were like, well, I'm gonna fuck you. <laughs> there's a a lot of good information i think but a lot of how it was put together it is so funny it definitely it keeps you it's great interesting information it feels like a freaking tea session at a high school yes at a high school every last second is delicious i think you guys would really it's enjoy like, it oh becky did what becky said what becky did what and i knew what? them I, that's the what? crazy thing we used to all right whenever Jerry walk in and he'd be ready to speak convocation all of the students 10 tens to 12 all right 10 to twelve thousand students every single week and we would all be like jerry like we loved him so like when we found out that he was doing all of these like weird like political things and all these weird not necessarily the sexual stuff i mean that was kind of shocking because it's like bitch you're literally standing here and saying that you don't believe in like gay marriage and like yet you are in a cuckold situation with your wife and the marriage bed is only supposed to be between y'all like that's what you preach and this is what you're doing that's why there's an issue that's why there's an issue it's not the kink babes oh no oh yeah it's not the kink babes do what you want to do but if you're gonna tell me that i can't do it and then you still do it you can't tell me what to do anyway but (laughs) anyway (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i digress what are you looking for um you'll see in a second okay well i was just gonna I read keep on going on there's a tiktok that i want to show you guys and i don't really remember what it was about so let me screen it first let's see devoted his life to his religion you have nothing good to say about him at all no i i repeat um joyful well lived on did you send me this? Yes. Is this good to watch? Do you think they would like it? Uh, I don't remember what it is. He preached dislike of people whose lives he knew nothing. This favorite line's at the end. Memory without being No, he has a whole. He has a good point. The whole Do you think they want to watch it? Should I show them? Okay. All right. I'm going to show you this TikTok that Joey sent me that I have not yet watched. So give me five, five mo minutes do you guys like country music i'm a sucker for country music i know i know despicable behavior i know but i love it it's so good all right so (laughs) i'm gonna bring up a point that i had a 
big problem with. Okay, do tell. A. What's the price of jet fuel nowadays? How the fuck would I know that? Jet fuel? You think I know that? Oh, oh man, I don't know. Four dollar gallon? Something? Are you actually being serious? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, what are you looking up? All right, so. Oh, are you talking about the private jet thing? Are you going to tell them so... about that? All right, I just did a little bit of quick math. Um, so one of the issues that I had and I picked out during the documentary, you know, they're talking about, you know, Falwell flying, you know, the pool boy back and forth or here and there. And I was like, man, that's crazy. You know, he's spending a ton of money on that. And then it showed a picture of Homeboy in the plane. Uh, yeah. Pool boy. Liberty University. And it said right L-U on the side in Miami. In Miami. Which is where they always went. So, yeah, think about that. Liberty to Miami is about 900 miles. A you know, three-hour flight. Uh-huh. A private jet, which is what they used. It was a private jet. A very nice one. Uses about 350 gallons of fuel an hour. Mm-hmm. Which means to go there and then go back to Liberty with Homeboy, $10,000 just on gas. Damn. That plane said LU, which means that is not Falwell paying for that. That is us. Student money. The university paying for it. Oh my God. That pisses me off. One of the things that I saw in there, it was like, Katie, you know, you see the LU. This is what that means. That means that they were stealing your tuition to fly a homeboy all over the place. Because it was that power up. They no, I mean, it was, it was countless flights all over the country to meet them on these different vacations or meetups, mm-hmm. whatever. But I'm like, just that one flight to Miami and back, 10 grand in gas. And let's see, to Miami, that's probably to hire a private pilot for that. Mm-hmm. That's going to run you to there and back around 30 grand. About five grand an hour for private, Jesus you know, private Christ. pilots. So you're talking $40,000. Now the alcohol that they talked about drinking on the plane, the food, add another I mean, thousand. Add on that. I mean, you're talking in the hotel room, the stuff they did while they were out, you know, buying the food, buying the hotel rooms, buying the entertainment. I mean, you're probably talking 50 to 60 grand her encounter of misappropriated funds from college tuition mm. and 56 again, that's probably two years of tuition in college mm-hmm. so you went how many years three so you might as well say that tuition go there for three years paid for one and a half into the fall wells and else. and that is my husband and, uh, uh, the calculator, the encyclopedia. No, I mean, yeah, I saw. You've well, seen him in the flesh. I swear again, God, no kink shaming, but when I see you know the giant LU on the private jet, I'm like, whoa, they're misappropriating some funds, mm-hmm. which makes it so much worse because, and that it may it may sound like I'm exaggerating or you know being overly sensitive to this, but I know that that's like, you know, somebody like Katie paying to go to school. 
and then knowing that like let's say she paid 50 grand to go to school you can be like well he spent grand on one money weekend so it's like her tuition didn't even go to the school it didn't matter to the school only thing she paid for was his sex. That's where the emotional side comes which in. Is, it's like, which is I why it's bothersome to me. Him. Because I'm like, you're stealing from the students. I trusted him. Which, I mean, from an emotional... I looked from, up to him. From an emotional standpoint, he was already stealing from the students. Bitch, you want to know something else? He was drinking, too, while he was doing it. He was drinking well, yeah. on I stage mean, in convocation in front of a freaking... 10,000 students or... Uh, well, drink from Liberty University. Well, many times, like the first time I, oh, I wouldn't drink when I was with well, you. The first time I caught a glimpse of him, I'm like, oh, he's an alcoholic. What do you mean? I'm like, what? you see how in this one speech, like he's got a speech, probably 70, 80. Sure. Probably 70 to 80% of his speeches, he doesn't have that pale, defined look. He's got a very puffy look, face super red, neck really red with like, you know, almost yeah. looks like goosebumps on his neck 24 7. Like, he's a drunk. And look up a picture of him. Yeah, that's one of the things that outsider looking in, I was like, you don't see that, you know, Falwell is this? Like, I can see that from a mile away. Right. Look, look at these. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, you can kind. Of... So like right here, you know, just kind of like a pale, normal-looking dude, just like. Let's see, like this oh, picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see his fate. Oh, oh that's wrong Becky. Way. Oh, yeah. Zoom in. See, see, like he's very red. His face is way more puffy. Kind of like, oh, you can see. It. And this is what I saw the second I saw him. I was like, you know, I saw him and Katie's like, oh, this is Falwell Jr. Oh, he's an
Goodbye. Okay, we're back. Sorry about that, guys. My internet gave out all of a sudden. Uh, so I guess with that uh, being said. <laughs> and uh, yeah, to furthermore go on the alcoholic point. The second I saw him, you know, from an outsider perspective, I could see instantly. I was like, oh, he's a drunk. And I think, you know, this whole. He would always slur his in, words. Yeah, hiding in, you know, plain, plain sight, sight with the pool boy. I think if that was going on while I was there, you know, and he was some public figure with them, you know, when I would visit you or something, I would have definitely called that out. I would have been like, oh, do you not see what's going on here? Like, that's his, that's his pawn and his sex chest. And no one said anything, but though. the way he said he was a big hog, yes. <laughs> I forgot Melissa was a little bit behind. <laughs> yeah, so she's yeah. a little behind. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway. <sighs> Do you want to keep going? Do you have more to say? We got to pick up uh, Sunbanan. We do. I was going to read them the Liberty Way first. It's already. Oh, shoot. It's 730. All right. You go get Sunny. I'm going to read you guys the Liberty Way. I know. I've been sitting here for a hot minute. This is the longest episode we've done in a a long time. This is how long they always used to be. They were like two to three hours long. Do you guys like the longer episodes or do you like shorter episodes? I would love to know. Somebody come get her. So the Liberty Way basically was the student code of conduct, which is what I was going to tell you about. It's everything that we had to follow while being students at Liberty University. Now, this was applying to everyone that was involved with the university. This included the um, the faculty, the teachers and everything like I'm you know, like the workers, people that worked at Liberty University, this applied to them as well. This applied to the food service workers. It didn't matter if you were a Starbucks barista at the Falwell Library. This applied to you. You were not allowed to drink. You were not allowed to have outer marital sexual relations with anyone. There was no need for you to spend the night at your boyfriend's house. There was no need for you to spend the night at your girlfriend's house. Uh, pornography was obviously not allowed. Uh, and if you were, it, it didn't matter if you were over 21. If you wanted to drink and you wanted to smoke, you were no longer allowed to be a Liberty student. Um, I'm trying to find the rest of the Liberty way, but I just wanted to tell you. So like we used to have these people come in and I'm just telling you all the tea. We used to have people come in like our RAs. They would, they would come into someone's room and they would call a meeting and they'd be like, guys, we really need to talk to you guys about something. There was a couple girls today that we noticed and we really wanted to let you know. And so we would all be like sitting around ready to hear like what's going on. And they were like, well, today it was a little windy. So just keep in mind that your your skirts do fly up a little bit and we can see the midriff and we can see the, you know, the bottoms of your of your butt, you know, like just just be aware of that. And um, like they would never at least the ones that I had. They would never exclusively go out of their way to say to you who it was, but they would pull together the whole freaking hall and be like, yeah, so, and like, look over, like, I saw someone today was wearing a mini skirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We also were not allowed to wear shorts in class. We were not allowed to wear uh, athletic clothes into class. We were not allowed to wear hats. We were not allowed to... 
miss more than three of our classes. And if we miss three, then we would get an obviously an absent for the day. But after three, we would get points taken off of our final grades. And I know that's probably kind of normal. I don't know. Is that not normal for different colleges? Boys were not allowed on girls' uh, hallways. Girls were not allowed in boys. There was one day a, a semester where you were allowed to go into your brother or sister dorm or whoever. You could go to anyone's dorm, any gender. But all doors had to be open and there was a no all toes have to touch the floor rule. That's what we called it. God, it used to be so much so that there was, oh, oh my God, princess steps. Okay. Princess steps. If you don't know what those are, it's okay. They're these little short steps that are probably about yay big. Like literally maybe an inch, maybe a little tiny bit more, but they were tiny little steps that were leading down to the dining hall from the hill. They were there because students, typically the females would have, uh, you know, these long, long, long skirts that they always had to wear back in the day because, you know, liberty back in the day was a lot more extreme than this. You were not allowed to kiss. You were not allowed to hold hands. You were not allowed to listen to secular music. You were not allowed to do anything except for be in a liberty bubble in the middle of the mountains in Lynchburg, Virginia. And in a way, it is still like that. Um at least from my experience. And I, I want to tell you guys another story. And you know what? If you got to go, you got to go. It's fine. You can tune back into this later. Don't feel like you need to listen to it now. I know that y'all have to get ready for bed and everything. But my experience with Liberty started off very innocent, started off very, I trusted the school. I had wanted to go there since I was 16 years old. I had been to every college for a weekend thing that they ever had planned. Every time that we went up there to Eagle Irie for our youth group trips, I would always go straight over to Liberty for like a couple hours and just pretend like I was a student. I literally went to Liberty University Online Academy in my high school, and then I did dual enrollment with Liberty University Online uh, to get some college credits before I graduated high school. So Liberty was around me for a very long time. And a lot of the education, which y'all already know if you've listened to episode 48, I talk a lot about the indoctrination that happened in my childhood and happened in my education, especially. Um, I don't hold any anger towards anyone. I, there's nothing wrong. My mom and I are fine. But this, I believe that what she thought was best was not the best situation. And it's okay. Like, you know, she did what, the best that she could. You know, I know that she was just trying to create a safe, healthy, loving, warm environment for me to grow up in. One that was probably, albeit a bit sheltered, but she wanted me to be safe. And she definitely, she kept me safe. So anyway, <sighs> that's what I, I was trying to talk about the indoctrination of my education and why this situation that came out about Jerry hurt so bad uh why the it felt like a like a like a personal blow and I know it sounds so dumb because it's like obviously I know that this is not a personal attack obviously like they don't know who I am to me I'm just some student that happens to go there experience my own experience and moved on with my life but 
<laughs> I was very, uh, yay God, very, uh, I always had to make sure that I, one of my favorite things to do was uh, whenever someone would comment on my Instagram, I would be like, thank you, God bless. Anything that I said, I had to put a Bible verse at the end of it. Everything that I did, I had to make sure to highlight all of the different parts of my Bible. I mean, even when I was depressed, and this is going to sound insane, even when I was depressed, I was flipping through the pages of the Bible just to see if I could find any help or any, I could seek any, any way out. I just couldn't figure out how to help myself. But I relied on religion a lot of my life and felt that it was real. I believed that it was real and um, I don't anymore. But when I was still in the throes of that, Liberty University was like Disney World to me. I knew how big of a school it was. I knew how much of an influence it had on our culture. I knew that I wanted to go there since I was 16. So when I got there, it was like, oh, I'm in my dream world. I love this college. I love this space. The people that I was hanging out with were genuine. They were great. They had different views in it. Hi, Sunny. You want to say hi to everyone? Yes. All right. Come here. Let her say hi to people. Come here. You going to sit in the chair? She just ate some chicken nuggets. You had some chicken nuggets. Sorry, guys. Sunny. Sunny. <laughs> All right. She loves pretending to be mommy. Yeah, she sits in my chair. It's so weird watching your kids do stuff that you do because you're like, what? They think I'm cool? <laughs> well, because Katie has her, like, one podcasting chair like little yeah the one i'm sitting in the fuzzy chair with the microphone and pretty much every morning sunny will climb into it and just kind of play with the microphone and talk until she's sweet she's baby katie yeah so anyway i think i'm gonna uh try and wrap it up as best as i can i'm sorry this this has been a very conversational episode let me know if you guys like the conversational episodes you know if you don't we can go back to more structured but um, I think it was nice to change pace today. Um, I was just, what are you doing? I was just telling them about um, how, why it hurts so bad. Because I had been so ready to go to Liberty since I was like 16. And I was so, I was super, 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 super Christian. Like if Christian... Like, there's this girl on YouTube that does, like, her morning devotions, and she's like, I love God. I well, yeah. write down a note on my no pen pad every day about God. Bad. No, it's not. <laughs> it did give me a lot of structure. Let me tell you that. And it gave me a lot People to hold hope in. It kept me going. It, it did. I am going to give it. With the fear I mean, it's. Yeah. I have a crippling fear of death and that definitely helped me out for a while to think like, okay, maybe I'm going to heaven after I die. And I believed it with my whole heart. But anyway, this is why it hurts so bad. This is why, and I would like to get more into it, but I think we're just going to do a whole separate episode on this. We are two hours in. You guys are champs for sticking around. We're going to put up some Christmas lights, bitches. It's November 1st. Is it November 1st or is it November 2nd? 2nd. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're late. What the hell? What? Oh, my God. 
she's playing at the Anyway, that is all from us. I guess we're going to go to sleep. I hope that you guys have a great rest of your night. Joey, do you have any finishing? Katie and I are on the same page with this entire episode. I'm just, I was trying to be objective. So any comments that sounded defensive were not. (laughs) Okay, fair. So you guys know him. I wanted to reiterate that because I know from somebody that's in the middle of it, it's going to seem like I'm just trying to defend them. But I'm not. I'm, you yeah, know, we are 100% on the same. Oh, yeah. I'm just trying Joey's to been the one. Joey, Sam, and Danny have all been pushing me to talk about their crap out when you were going there. Jerry Falwell and them. Liberty as a whole. Yeah. And I would talk about how weird it was. Yeah. All right. But, anyways, thanks for coming on. It was fun. That's just my opinion. And if you have my opinion at 250, then you can buy a Coca Cola. Okay, that's all. Good night. Have a good one, guys.